And good evening once again. You may have been following as we have this breaking news out of the Atlanta suburbs this evening. A 21-year-old suspect is in custody after a string of shootings at three separate locations, all of them local strip mall-style day spas that the New York Times is refer referring to as massage parlors. Tonight, eight people are dead. At least half the victims said to be Asian women. This has brought out a huge police response in the Atlanta metro region, as you might imagine. We don't know anything further about possible motive as of yet. As we said, one custody right now. Eight are dead. This ongoing story tonight, we will keep an eye on. Also this evening, the NYPD is confirming to us they are deploying officers to Asian communities in and around the city of New York out of an abundance of caution following these Atlanta shootings. Eight dead tonight in Atlanta. Now we turn. Welcome to the mm -hmm. Wayne Dupree show. I am not Wayne Dupree and no. neither is she. No. <laughs> he'll be no. with us in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be, he'll be, whoa, there's some echo there. Got to hit that button, let that go. All right, yeah. everybody. Again, you are watching the Wayne Dupree show. I am Brian Smith and this is the beautiful Leah Bella Bella. Hello. We, yeah, so that video, um, mental health again, he said it had nothing to do with the fact that they were Asian. It had to do it with does. his sex addiction. Yes. He didn't want to be tempted. Think Again, it's a mental health issue. It's not the gun. It's the mental health issue. Right. When we, when we have a society, and I, I was going through some videos. I was talking with my daughters this morning, and we were looking through Bible verses, and we were talking about God, and, and all kinds of things having to do with this world and God. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, this uh, sexual perversion that, that is beyond anything. I mean, I was raised in the eighties. We were stealing magazines from the neighbors' closets and stuff. So right, right, right. These kids. I, oh, it's out of. I, it's a whole I, different level. You can, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know where it goes. Utah actually took the first steps yesterday. They are banning porn from all cell phones. You will not be able to access it from a cell phone in Utah. Um, all their cell phones will require an anti-porn um, downloadable. So I guess there goes uh, Cardi B's career. She That's won't have a fantastic. career now. She's not going to have a career now in Utah. Poor Cardi B. What will she do? Right. And I know I mentioned, um, since we're talking about all this is going on, I know I mentioned last week uh, someone close to me got their check. Uh, mm -hmm. And this week is the big rollout. I'm starting to see a lot of people texting me. $7,000 checks, $10,000 checks. It's $1,400 per person from the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. And y'all didn't see this. Uh, it's bringing a lot of violence in the families. It is. I think there was a family of four shot and killed yesterday somewhere over it. And it's just, I, I just don't see any good coming of it. But what I do see good is oh. the birch gold. Yeah. We actually got our kits yesterday. This is what 
we're talking about, you guys. When we tell you to go to birchgold.com forward slash Wayne, uh, all yeah. we're asking you to do is just get the kit and at least read about it. There's no obligations. It's zero cost to you. So after the show, all you do is just go to birchgold.com forward slash Wayne, and it will actually explain to you. It's a quick guide on precious metal IRAs. They are actually, um, they specialize in IRAs and how to switch them to actual physical gold. Right. So, your money will be worth something when it's backed by gold. We know for a fact we've been off the gold currency. Uh, the gold, uh, uh, our money has not been tied to gold for uh, probably mm -hmm. a half century now. We know this, and now we see what's going on with this administration. We see what is going on with the printing of checks. When 9% of that money uh, each family owes $69,000, we're getting $1,400 each. 9% uh, is going to COVID. 91% is going to other countries around the world. Yeah, and the Kennedy Center. Don't forget that. Yeah, the I Kennedy no Center idea. has now gotten three checks. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, right. You know, whether you got your your 401k and you watched it as it soared in this past couple, three years, uh, protect that 401k. You, you got like to lock Jen, in that winning. I like what Jen just said in the chat. She said, I've been buying silver. And that's interesting that she said that because it says here in the book, what makes silver shine? And also, why is JP Morgan hoarding silver? Mm -hmm. So if JP Morgan is hoarding silver, you know that they've got something good going on. And remember, this is the first time since Obama that we have a Democrat presidency, House, and Congress. And that means more spending. That means more bills. That means more taxes. That does not mean that things are going to be balanced. So again, you're going to have inflation, devaluation of the dollar. That's going to impact the stock market. That will impact your savings, well, the value of your savings. So what are you doing to protect your investments? You have to ask yourself that. And if you aren't fighting for your future when it comes to financial issues, then you know you're gonna you could be in some trouble. Right, and now you can um, the, the tax code allows you to mm -hmm. back that up with gold. Am I right? Yeah. Your savings. Right, exactly, and that's actually a little bit of an unknown tax IRS kind of tax thing. They don't really brag it up to America, um, but yeah, you can pretty much take your 401k or your IRA, you can get that physically backed by gold or silver. So again, go to birchgold.com forward slash Wayne. It'll come in this nice kit and you can actually read about it and see why it'll help you. It's really interesting. I thought that it wasn't like how it is. I don't know how to explain it, but I had a totally different impression until I got this kit and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense now. So I think you really have to get the kit. And again, it is, it's just, it's free to, it's free to get the kit. No obligations to you. That's so you it. Go. You don't have to deal with anybody. Just go online, get it, and it'll be yep. sent to you. And that's it. It's done. Gina said requesting here today. Thank you, Gina. Awesome. So while <laughs> we're waiting for Wayne, because Wayne is to be scheduled as our first guest to come on. Wayne. Yeah. He'll be <laughs> we here. do have a couple of guests today, but Wayne is scheduled to pop in here any minute now. As uh, we are just talking up about what is going on here on the Wayne pre-show. And we led into the show. You saw the video um, with the uh, the shooting, uh, the one on Rampage, guy addicted to sex, massive sex addiction. Sex addiction will wreck you. It'll kill you. It'll kill other people. And uh, breaking news, Columbia yeah. University is set to host six separate graduation ceremonies based on sex, race, Income 
in the name of multiculturalism. This goes along with everything we talk about on the show. Well, and that's how you divide a country. You yep. start a race war. You start an income war. Yep. I mean, I, I don't understand how stupid. I'm just going to be very honest with you. I don't understand how 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 stupid we can be at this point. I mean, I can't believe that half of America is falling for this old trick. It's like they're in a. Uh, it's like they're in a hypnotic trance, and, and it, it, it's happened since a child. Whether it be the TV, whether it be your your culture, your environment, whatever you've been raised, when you are in this situation and you're okay with this, with separating people based on race, we got a major. How's major, that major helping? Isn't that actually going back to where we were in the '60s? Isn't yeah. that segregation? So how is that okay? Let, let me tell you, if they were trying to do that to me, I'd be standing up and freaking out about now. It just seems like we're doing a complete rewind at this point. How would, How is this okay? I don't know. Really? It's weird. Yeah, it's real. What, what's going on? I really didn't. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And um, Columbia needs their butts whipped or even uh, uh, falling down or um caving to this type of thing this is this is worse than segregation actually i mean what six separate graduations sex race income that i mean come on y'all come on we got one race one I race is a human race so it's now it. they're going to put they're going to put the black community on one bus they're going to put the white community on another bus the asians on another bus boy rosa parks would be real proud if 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 y'all if y'all can walk around campus together and y'all can eat it, excuse me, if y'all can eat in the cafeteria together and y'all can sit under the tree and walk past each other right. while you're doing your homework or listening to your playlist on campus in the campus park, then y'all can graduate together. But and it it seems you got like a whole lot people. of squishy shoes up in the campus heads. The, so look, man, somebody look, you just said it right there. Campus heads, because right. the campus is like, uh, we all get along. Yeah. There's not any yeah. issues. Like, <laughs> we're fine. We want to all be together. Why are you doing this? It's like the small group of people that want to take down America. It truly is. This is not a conspiracy theory. I mean, you, you obviously have, did they vote on this? Did the heads of Columbia say, let's ask the students how they feel about this? Yeah. No, I promise you they didn't. There's no way. So again, I would love to have them on the show. Please get them on because I have so many questions. Yeah, I mean, I, but then again, I don't know how much you want to have them on because this is one of those things that you you'd be like, what in the hell were y'all thinking? Yeah, yes, I mean, that's exactly what I would I mean, say, and then I want an answer. Yeah, it's not a hi. How are you today? How's everything? No, it's not. Welcome to the show. <laughs> like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, this is two thousand and. 21 right yeah 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 we just yeah oh ladies and gentlemen back in 1987 oh boy are you dialing it back 1987 (laughs) this day yours truly went into the military oh st patrick's day lucky you on good old St. Patty's Day. It, it was also my grandmother's uh, my grandmother's birthday too. Uh, hmm. I was fourteen. Back oh yeah, what in nineteen eighty seven? Yeah, I was five. I don't want to talk about it. I really see. I, I don't even. 
I don't even know who brought it up. I don't no, even know. I was I was four actually. Who, whoever whoever brought it up was evil. Whoever brought up this thing was evil. Ain't nobody want to hear that you were four years old. That, that's that, kind of that, that was a year after you the Space Shuttle Columbia up. blew up. You didn't even you didn't have to bring that up, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's all, that's wicked. I was four years old. You I, were, I, just, I just, you were leaving. I just cleared diapers. Yeah. You, <laughs> you graduated. You you're supposed to be was, a grown ass man. I I was four years old. Baby, <laughs> you know what? Hold on, we started early today. It's low. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, how's that? How's that her fault? How's that her fault? Yeah, started early today. Yeah, yeah, make, make an old man feel old. I want you to check this out, Madam Vice President. Are you, the White House has said. The White House has said repeatedly that, that this is a very popular law. If that's the case, why is it important to get out and sell it? It's not selling it. It's literally letting people know their rights, right? It's, it's kind of like you, um, you buy a product, you've already been sold on the product, but you need some directions on the box usually, <laughs> right? And so this is about, hey, know that you're entitled to this, file your taxes so that you can speed up the benefits that you're going to receive. Um, talk to your friends and neighbors about getting vaccinations because we are speeding up the delivery and supply of vaccinations and, and sites like UNLV. This is, these are the things we are doing to let people know what they're entitled to and to spread the word. Think of it more as a public education campaign. This is what's happening. This is what you're entitled to receive. And so go out there and get it. Thank you. PSA, we own you. A public education campaign. <laughs> it's a PSA. Yeah. yeah, we we no no. We're not pushing this. Okay. We aren't forcing this. Y'all already sold it. Yeah, y'all want it. Yeah, just think yeah. of it as a education as a re-education camp. This yeah. is just a re-education camp for you. Get your vaccine. Y'all don't just don't know the instructions. Y'all wanted it. Y'all desired that you were sold on the product. You just don't know how to use it. So I'm the instructor to tell you, ooh, 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 get your shot, get your shot. <laughs> as she stands, as she stands by piles of onions. I mean, did you see them? I mean, she's literally just in a heap of onions. What? I don't know. It's pathetic. It is. Pathetic. She seemed lost. It is. Was it me or did she seem a little? Well, uh, she was off hit by the like question. Tried to rush her no. out of there. Oh, yeah. 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 Her questioning mm -hmm. too, like she didn't. She didn't, she understood the question, but she didn't understand why it was asked. Did you hear she had to do her cackle? I always count the cackles. That's what I do. I was so It's awful. a cackle hour. Well, it, it's to cover up her nervousness. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can always tell if it's one cackle, she's quite confident. If it's more than two cackles, she's either lying or has no idea what you're talking about. And she's just feeding you a bunch of bull. She's like, get me so, off stage. Get me right. off stage. Two, more than two cackles. <laughs> You better listen because what she's saying is isn't right. One cackle, she's pretty confident. That's Kamala code. Man. President Trump showed up on you, you. <laughs> President Trump showed up on Maria Bartiromo's program last night on Fox. Yes. He had a whole lot to say in the short time that he had. 
what gets me was the response from many Trump supporters. Now, y'all know how I feel about the vaccine. I, you know, and I, and I think I know how some people feel about the vaccine. But President Trump came out and said that the vaccine was safe and everybody should be getting it. I mean, look, you have your own freedom. You can choose whether you want to get it or not. But at this point, safe. at it this point, safe. <laughs> and I, and I think everybody should get it. So many people are like, President Trump, I love you, but I ain't getting it. No. Uh, uh, somebody, somebody responded, what did they have on you for you to say something like that? You know, I, I was like, what is wrong with these people? They don't really think that he's going to come out and trash the vaccine that he asked them to promote. To and get, right, right. Right. What is wrong with some of y'all? He, I mean, and, and he had been quiet for a long time until Fauci uh, came out last weekend and said begging, that, begging. I thought Fauci didn't need Trump's help. Right. And then and then Trump came out and said it. Let me let me play this and let me get y'all's reaction. So when you go to uh, when you go to the covid issue, uh, we did a great job. We get very little credit for it. I closed the country far earlier. Dr. Fauci and Burks and all of these people that, frankly, made nothing but mistakes. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to keep closer to China. I closed the border to China. I closed the border to Europe. Uh, Italy and all these countries that were having tremendous problems long before they wanted me to do it. And if you look at Biden, he didn't want to do it months afterwards. And then ultimately he admitted that he made a mistake in saying that if I didn't do that, we would have had hundreds of thousands of more lives gone. Uh, but the big thing is what I've and I've always felt that was the most important is the vaccine. The key was always going to be the vaccine. And when Biden got the vaccine in December, and on January 20th, he made a statement that he doesn't think we have vaccines. Now, I don't know. Did he make that statement as a statement or did he not actually know we had the vaccine? What, what's going on there? But uh, he got his shot. He got his first shot on in December, on December 21st, I believe. So with the vaccines and with the job we've done with COVID, with getting I inherited empty an empty cupboard. Biden failed very badly with the H1N1, with the, as you know, uh, the, the, he had a chance to do something, and they had a tremendous, tremendous failure, H1N1. It was a disaster. And now he's taking over this. What he's taken over, warp speed, we had it, our military, what they've done in terms of delivery has been incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And we gave up to 1.3 million shots a day before he even took over. So not only did we have the vaccine, and one thing we did, we took a, a big bet on this. We started manufacturing the vaccine before we really knew it worked. We saved many, many months and millions of lives by doing that, because you wouldn't have the vaccine right now if we didn't take that chance. We knew what we were doing. We knew that we felt strongly it was going to work. And we took a risk, and the risk was spending billions of dollars to develop it yeah. before we knew and before we had the approval that it was going to work. It works incredibly well, 95 percent, maybe even more than that. It works incredibly well. And it's really saving our country, and it's saving, frankly, the world. So, so Mr. President, I know that you received the vaccine. Mrs. Trump also got the vaccine. Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then? I would. I would recommend it, and I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. But, you know, I, again, we have our freedoms, and we have to uh, live by that. And I, 
agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine. It's a safe vaccine, and it's uh, something that works. And uh, we've been well, working round the clock. And what I got the FDA to do, this would have happened. This would have happened in many, many uh, years from now if we didn't, if I didn't yes. get involved, and if we didn't get involved. Yeah, there you go. I mean, well, it goes to show you that Maria is disconnected too, and I'll tell you why. Everybody thinks that if you're a Trump supporter, you worship Trump and that you do whatever Trump says. That's not the case. Trump has no influence on me whether or not I get the vaccine. And unfortunately, Maria, if she's asking that question, that I, I have to ask her the question, where's your head at? Because if you understood Trump supporters, okay, like myself, you would understand that Trump doesn't make me decide whether or not I get the vaccine. I'm doing studying. I'm looking up what's happening with it. And I'm seeing that 38-year-olds aren't affected by the virus as much as what a 92-year-old cancer victim is, okay? I also watched a 38-year-old, literally, she worked at a plastic surgeon's office in California, got the shot, liver shut down, turned on her, she died, okay? Now, I'm not saying that that goes for everybody, but I'm doing my own research. I don't care what Trump says. I don't care if he gets 18 vaccine shots in his arm and does it live on television, dancing in front of Nancy's house. I don't care. It's up to me. And I wish that Fauci would understand that we're not controlled by the government either way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know a lot of uh, Republicans out there are always looking for the perfect candidate, the perfect candidate. And you thought that Donald Trump was the perfect candidate. I'm here to tell you there's only one candidate that would be perfect, and that would be Jesus Christ himself. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> other than that, other than that, Donald Trump is just like you and me. He's, he's a flawed human being. We didn't cry when he lost. We, we might have got mad and angry and frustrated and upset, but we didn't get this emotional uh, crying sense like they did in North Korea when Kim Jong-un died or, or Kim Jong-il died, his father. Uh, mm -hmm. When Hillary Clinton lost and y'all took to the streets and cried and tears because you all were tied to that as that was your Messiah. Donald Trump is not our Messiah. It, it, no. He did his thing. It didn't work out. Okay, God's in control of this. Now, let's move forward. When it comes to the vaccine, there's plenty of information out there with, right. in regards to documentaries, plenty of information on both sides for you to make the decision for you and your family and to lead them in the right direction. However, um, me and my choice, I, I, you guys know where I'm at, but I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Me and my choice is my choice. You make your own decision. Ladies and gentlemen, we... Um... Uh, we got, we, we got, we got a brother on here that, um, we met down at CPAT as a matter of fact, and, um, we didn't have really time to interview him, but I told him I wanted to have him on the show, uh, when we got back state, well, stateside, I don't even, that's <laughs> that military thing. I know, yeah, it's a military thing. Across the pond you were, huh? I love those flags though. I mean, yeah. You're making me want to have to go out and get two of them and put them behind me like that, Mr. Hey, President. You got to be patriotic. And uh, yeah. like President <laughs> <laughs> Drew Montez Clark of United We Stand, um, www.drewmontezclark.com. What is going on, brother? Nothing much, man. I'm just I'm just trying to keep up with all this stuff that's happening across the country, just like everybody else, and and just as pissed off as everybody else too. <laughs> Look, uh, we were briefly, we, we were talking about what happened in, in Atlanta. That is crazy. 
That is crazy. And what's more crazy, Drew, is that a whole lot of people, especially on the conservative side, were so sucked into, um, and I don't know whether you saw this, so many people were sucked into Cardi B and Candace Owens last night that they didn't know that people were getting killed in Atlanta. And, I mean, honestly, I don't know. You are fixing to to do some things later on sure. uh, in the political realm. I don't even know how people want to stay in politics when they see the emotional state of uh, of, of um, political or politicos put all, focus on stupid stuff and not look at stuff that's really important going on in this country. We're, we're, we're running away from, from what matters. And I think a lot of that, it, it exists on both sides, to be honest. And a yeah. lot of it stems from the fact that I tell people all the time, I had a, we had an event um, last week with General Flynn down here in Florida. And um, I got a few minutes on stage. And one of the things I said is I am a patriot who identifies as a Republican. And I said, in that regard, I said it specifically for a reason in that order. And that's because from my perspective, I look to God and country first, and then I align with the Republican Party because the Republican Party aligns with God and country. But that also means that if the Republican Party ever turns away from those things, I turn away from those things that's from the Republican Party, right? So we have a lot of people that are looking through the lens of a party, whether it be Democrat or Republican, to be honest, and they view their world through the, the party lens instead of the lens of the country. And then we have a lot of people at this point who are in these elected positions. And instead of being willing to fight for the values in the countries that they're supposed to be standing for, they're more interested in the next election cycle. They're more interested in their political capital than running towards these concepts that we need to discuss. And this is why a lot of the things that should happen or should be being discussed are not. Hey, this is Brian Smith. And I, I'm just... The article we were talking about earlier with, with Columbia and having six different uh, graduations based on sex, uh, race, and money, how how do we not have, and I'm here in Ohio, I love my Jim Jordan, rock star, you don't want to do a great job, uh, how do we not have Republicans screaming at the hilltops that this is a violation of law? because they're thinking about the election cycle. They're thinking about their status. Unfortunately, they're thinking about their status and the fact that this is unpopular right now. And in my opinion, we need more patriots that are in these positions that understand when there's time to sit down and negotiate, right? Because I understand how a legislative process works. I know it's a give and take and you don't get everything you want all the time. I get that. But there are times where you have to stand up, put a stake in the sand and say, okay, enough is enough. This is something I cannot bend on. This is something I will not bend on, and I'm going to follow the sword for this. And the people that I represent either want me to be here, they want someone else to be here. But if I have to be anyone other than who I am and anyone other than what the Constitution demands, then I don't want the position. And for our audience who are just listening in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your future plans are going forward? Uh -oh. Well, well <laughs> uh -oh. hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's why I tried to tippy-toe around it a little bit. Because I don't know if you're ready to do that yet, but yeah, because I see some people go now. Who exactly? What's going on here? In a roundabout way, talk about United We Stand. I, I will tell you this: um, I'm a chiropractor by trade. Both my wife and I are chiropractor by trade. We have a couple of chiropractic offices. We also have a couple other businesses. So therefore, I like business. And 
prior to 2020, I was in my business. I've been married to my wife. We have three beautiful daughters. We have one other on the way now. So that will be congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Just pray that it's a boy because otherwise I'm gonna show the problem. I was thinking about that last night when I saw the video and I'm like, you said I have three children and you, you named the first one, which was a, a, a little girl. You named the second one, there was a little girl. I'm like, please make the third one a boy. Please make the third one a boy. And when you said it, another, I was like, oh, I know what he's going through. Jesus. <laughs> so, so, just, just send a few prayers up. I need a boy. I, I got you. My girls, but you know. It's different. Uh, but prior to 2020, you know, I was buried in my family and I was buried in my business. Uh, and then ultimately, when I look at my kids and the way that I was raised is that when I see a problem, I have to figure out what my role is in the solution. I can't just keep complaining about it. And I found myself complaining and I then found myself asking, OK, well, what can I do uh, to shift this perspective? And at the time, one of the narratives was is there are no black conservatives, period. That just doesn't exist. And everyone who is black has to side with Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all this identity politics that's going on. I tend to be solution oriented. I can acknowledge that we may have some things to discuss, but what are the solutions? And they definitely weren't burning down our country. Right. Um, so all these things motivated me to reorganize our business and get into the political realm. So 2020 was a shift from our business to the political realm in part because I do have three girls. I do have children and I want to leave a better America to them than I grew up in. Um, so all this talk about, you know, systemic racism and the division that's going on in this country, I think I have something to offer with regard to providing a solution that benefits America, period. Um, so that led me to, to jump into, and I did run for a state house race um, last year. But I jumped in that late based on conviction. I was in there for six weeks. Um, so I did not win that seat. However, what it served for me is confirmation. Confirmation that this was the arena that I was supposed to be in. And in that six-week time in a three-person primary, people were really shocked because I pulled 30% of the, of the vote you know, in six weeks. And they couldn't figure out how I galvanized so much support and so much momentum um, and in a, such a short period of time. So. For me, that was a, a win, even though it was a loss. And I have this concept of failing forward. There's a book called Absolutely. Failing Forward. Yeah. Um, that uh, for me, the win was confirmation that I have something to offer. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing. We are absolutely blessed to have someone like you uh, that that is thinking in terms of what can you do and give back to this community by serving uh, in office and, and to get to get 30% of the vote in six weeks, that that is absolutely, I'm going to commend you on that. That's a big win. <laughs> and, and, and it says something about the two other folks that were running. It really, truly does. And it says something that, that the people really resonated with with uh, what you're saying. So United We Stand, is is that, a, uh, did you incorporate that? Is that a corporation? Well, United We Stand is, is really the, the model that we used um, with regard to the campaign. That's what we're using moving forward. Um, because we're looking at the fact that with America, everything is better when America's here and when we're strong. And we're strong individually, but we're stronger together. And I need people to understand that because it seems like at every corner right now, we're trying to find a way to divide, whether it be on the color of our skin, 
whether it be on nationality, whether it be based on our faith, whatever way right now we can find a way to divide people in this country, it seems like that's what's being pushed. And when you really look at, you know, concepts of Marxism and all this other kind of stuff, chaos is what we really want to ensue. And in order to create chaos, we have to create division. And um, that's what I see happening. And I, I need people to understand that despite our flaws, despite all our differences, um, we are better together. And there is no better place on this planet to be other than the United States. And I need people to understand that and cement that into their head. Even when I talk about, well, people talk to me all the time about, you know, systemic racism and all this other kind of stuff. I made a comment the other day that we've have, we have a history that we should not ignore by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we have ramifications from that history. I, 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 can, I can have that conversation too, but what I cannot get down with is acknowledging that we have a systemic racist problem. Um, do, are there racist people? Yeah, and if you look at my last campaign, I can give you examples of, of that specifically. However, what I think we do have a systemic problem of, if it, a systemic issue in this country is with opportunity. So we, have a, we, we provide a country that gives systemic opportunity to people, and I want to help anyone who wants to take advantage of that opportunity understand how to navigate that path and be solution-oriented. Now, you said that we're stronger together. So I wanted to bring up the fact, did you hear about the breaking news that came out of Columbia University today about that they're going to split the graduation now by race and income? How is that stronger together with that? It's not stronger together. It's, it's another example of dividing and division. Um, and it only moves us backwards. Um, people like to quote Martin Luther King and, 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 his, and the movement and civil rights. I feel like they're rolling around their graves right now because we fought for a very long time for everyone to have the same opportunity and to judge people not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And it's 2021, and now it seems like we want to all go backwards. And there's a whole movement to push us that way, and we're moving that way. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Right. Um, yeah, I have, I have a cousin that is married to uh, a, a black guy, um, and he's probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever known. He's wildly successful as a business owner. Uh, I love to talk to him because of, uh, you know, just pick his brain on ideas and thoughts and things like that. And, and that's because he's, he's goal oriented and, and never at one time. And I've asked him these questions. Never one time that he was like, well, color my skin. Yeah. I guess I'm part of this group. He literally is not part of anybody or any group uh, to the, to the point to where it makes people mad. Like you got to belong to something. He's like, no, <laughs> you know what I belong to? I belong to this country. I love this flag, right? Um, and that's the one thing that's supposed to unite us. The Constitution is the one thing that's supposed to unite us. And I think if we get back to that Constitution, and there was other thing that I was given, and I'm a man of faith, and I don't think that we fix these issues without making sure faith is at the center. Yes. Uh, so yes. I was given faith, family, and freedom was were the three things that I was given. I have it on a bracelet. It says faith, family, freedom, and has God 365 on the other side. Um, so those are the things that are supposed to unite us and create a foundation, a base for which this country has excelled for all this time. And I think that's the same answer. It's not complicated. Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking for this complicated solution. It's really not complicated. It's very simple. Put God back in the center and focus on the Constitution through the eyes of our forefathers, not necessarily through the eyes of um, decades and decades and decades of interpretations based upon someone's perspective that has no check and balance. Amen. Drew, Drew we got to have you back on, um, but 
how can people reach out to you on social media? So all my handles are the same. I'm, I'm on everything. And when I say everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but we know what's happening there. Um, I'm also on Parlor, Gab, MeWe. My handle is all the same. Drew Montez Clark all together, all lowercase. You can find me on any of those platforms uh, with that with that handle. My brother, we'll, we'll be talking to you in a little bit. And um, when you do the announcement, announcement type of thing, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, get I, it really, today. I really Try wish to. you would have done it on the show. You know, Try I mean, to get it today. <laughs> understand, though. I understand. Yeah, hey, there's good luck when it's announced on this show. But we, yeah. we bring yeah. good luck. We actually have people that are superstitious that come on the show just to announce things because it works for them. That's no lie. I tell you what, when we're ready to do it, how about I let you know and you all bring me back on? This will be the first time. That's awesome. There we go. All right. I like it. Okay. Good plan. All right. Thank you, Drew. God bless you. Thanks, Drew. Before, before, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Before I bring on the next guest and Hopefully, many of you that watch me on this show, y'all know me. So what I'm getting ready to say, I'm saying it from the bottom of my heart. I I hope I don't have to quantify this. I'm going to say it anyway. I wish I didn't have to. I'm not racist. I am not racist. But I see some stuff happening on the regular from individuals that show me that there is a disconnection in the conservative movement about what is going on out here mm-hmm. when, when things happen for people of different color. I know what's happening in Chicago. I know, uh, I know conservatives talk about what's happening in Chicago all the time. I know um, um, there's gang killings. I know this. I know it's um, um, theft. I know... We know this because in the political realm, this is pushed on us all the time. On a lot of the talk shows, on a lot of the TV, on a lot of the stuff, black killing blacks. We know this. But when white people do it, it's like it gets pushed aside. What happened in Atlanta is big time, so look, could be a minute issue or just could be pure evil. Probably both. But you, call, but you call it out. Oh, yeah. That's just the thing. You call it out. I am looking at some of the social media influencers right now. Social media influencers like, well, the black, well, the blacks are the biggest perpetrators of Asian, of, um, of Asian hate and um, Asian attacks. I just saw it from Matt Walsh. That's weird. He said that? Yes. That's where's he find his facts? Well, you know what? It's probably hold on. It's probably true in a way that that don't make whether it's true or not. That don't make no never mind at this point in time. We ain't talking about that, right? Right. You're missing the issue. You're missing the whole point. It it's like they are rushing. It they aren't defending the guy that did the killings last night. They aren't defending. They are pushing that to the side to bring up other stuff. You see what I'm saying? This is what happens in conservative politics all all the time. I see it all the time. And why don't I say it? Why don't I say anything about it? Because people get mad at me. 
That's why I don't say anything about it. But I see it all the time. I just don't say anything. And it's not the and it's not the good people. It's not the good people that do this. It's it's the individuals out there that 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 divide us. They divide us. They are quick to put something about black people killing black people, but they don't want to say anything about white people killing anybody. They don't want to say they don't want it on the thing. We joke on the program, and then I'm and then I'm going to bring my my guests on. We joke on the program. I watch the ID channel. I see what's happening in Middle America. I see what's happening between um, um, the East Coast and the West Coast, the North Border and the South Border. I see what's happening. There's a whole lot of evil out there of all colors getting killed, mm-hmm. but but for the most part. When the conservatives talk about it, it's what's happening in Chicago and blacks killing blacks, and they make that a talking point, but they don't talk about going in there and trying to fix stuff. Nope. So that thing, I so that it. Well, how do you go in there and fix it? Well, guess what? You take your conservative values in there, and then you start talking to people. You start helping build build up things to to. To, to make people feel better for themselves. And then you, te- you teach them how to do it. And then you leave, but you come back and say, listen, I was here last year. You know, I care about you. I want to see where you are right now. That's too much work for them, Wayne. Right, it's too much. They it's- would rather just read a book about Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day and then tell you that everything's okay. Right, it's easy. To- and then they can rest their head at night saying right. they're not. It's easy to call out the stuff, but it's harder to go in there and try to fix it. All right, like Christians will sit at home and send money overseas and send money for this cause and this cause and that cause. I'm calling on all Christians. You, you guys, we need to pull together and we need to go into these cities. I mean, if Jesus was here, would he not hit the streets and go into these cities and talk mm-hmm. to these people? And you're Get right. Get a sermon, talk you're, about what's going on, what's real. You're right. Some people say it's a Chicago mayor problem. It, it probably is, but that, that don't. That don't make no never mind. Right. It don't make no never mind because <laughs> Republicans feel like they are, you know what? Hold on. Let me bring on Chris and then and then we'll I'm just angry at what I'm seeing today. Again, like what we were talking with Drew. They want to talk about Candace and Cardi B last night. Which was honestly a big setup. Oh, isn't it just weird that her show's starting in two days? It, and she and by the end, they were like pushing each other, and 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 Cardi B was actually pushing her new show coming out. She retweeted it, and then and then um, Candace thanked her. Now the only Who, bad publicity, I guess, is none. People, just, are getting, I feel like we're being played. That's so much. People, I mean, it's the way that I see it, or the way that I have uh, moved. I don't know. People can call me moderate. I, I I don't know. I just see so many things down the middle these days. And that's why I, that's why I wanted to bring these two young conservatives on. Did you listen to Drew? Drew, it was like a breath of fresh air from a whole lot of the bullshit that you are hearing on candidates right now. The voice of reason. I mean, he truly was a voice of reason. And listening to Chris at CPAC, it's the same thing. I don't mind pushing anybody like that because you look in the soul and then they're like, okay, 
this is what I want to do. I want to fix America. This is the way I want to do it. I'm on the ground. I'm making these changes. All right. They aren't doing it for cosmetic purposes. There are some young. There are some young ladies out here that can't win anything. There's some young ladies out here that can't win anything. And they want to get into Congress so they can go toe-to-toe with AOC. You got to win it first. And maybe, and, maybe, and maybe one of these days, I'll tell you who they are. We but, right now, but right now, I'm generalizing because they, they want to go toe-to-toe with AOC. And then you ask them, well, why do you want to go? Because I want to help this nation. I want to do... But that's not your job. Your your job as a state representative is to help your state. That's where you mess up. Well, I want to help the United States. It's a, you can help the United States, but your first job is to help your state. You and the other um, cons- um, uh, 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 representatives in, in your state and stuff that get elected, you're supposed to help your state. You're supposed to take the concerns of your state up to Congress and fix your state. Yeah, and you're right, Wayne. I watched a couple women that ran for Congress that didn't win, and now they're just like randomly showing up in places. And I'm thinking, what was your real motive? What was your real motive for running for Congress? They're going to run you... again, too. Yeah, they're running. All almost all of them are running again. Yeah, yeah. Running again. And not only not only not only they can run it again. Chris, what's up, Chris? Hey, Wayne, <laughs> how are you? Brian Lee, nice to meet you all. Thank you. Hey. Not only. Are, Chris, not only Wayne's you, on a heater right now. I am. I, I am. I am. I'm like, bro. I'm like one of those TV hosts that like those hot butt seats. I guess I am on a hot seat right now because Chris, there are people out there that are professional losers. I don't know whether you watch Charlie Brown uh, from professional wrestling. There was this wrestler out there named Charlie Brown. He lost everybody. He was out there every week. He got beat up by everybody. His name was Charlie Brown. <laughs> Some of these politicians, well, these so up and come politicians, like um, Drew. Drew started um, in the uh, from the state and local level. Uh, you are in Maryland, right? Yes. We need to get together. You need to pay for my lunch, and we need to get together. But um, <laughs> but uh, the local level is most important to us here on the show because that's where the battle is. Uh, why don't you tell our audience about what you're trying to do uh, with your um, political fight? Absolutely, and, and thank you again for having me on. And, uh, and by the way, Wayne, I'll, I'll make that drive up uh, 30197, and we'll, we'll, we'll meet up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so my background: I, I ran for Congress in 2020. Um, I, I won the Republican primary, went against the 40-year incumbent Steny Hoyer. That's a tall task to take, especially since he he brings in the most money out of any Democrat uh, politician in the House. So financially, I knew I wasn't going to, to compete with that. But we had a really good ground game. We had a really good grassroots campaign. Um, we got 31 percent of the vote. But what's very interesting is that in the county which he resides, we received 58 percent of the vote. Um, we won three of the five counties. Um, we actually had a lot of Democrats and independents switch over and vote over just because of the message of, of promoting liberty and promoting our constitutional rights and freedoms. Uh, that resonates with everybody, it transpires. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to going at it again, uh, building off of that momentum. 
Um, but again, it, it's the ground game. It, it's, it's working local. And as you said earlier, local politics is huge right now. We need to make sure that we're getting a lot of patriots, non counter politicians in. Uh, fortunately for where I live, we have a lot of great candidates or a lot of great uh, politicians who serve locally um, within the county commissioners, the delegate and the state Senate. So, uh, so we're doing all right there. But, um, but my experience, I, I'm a former U.S. Capitol Police officer. So I worked up there for five years. So I got to see behind the walls uh, how dysfunctional Congress actually operates. And I, I was exposed to a lot of it firsthand and I very much pay attention to a lot of the laws on the federal level. And uh, especially seeing what's going on. And like I said, we have Steny Hoyer, who's been in office for nearly 40 years. Uh, he's, he's part of that D.C. bubble. Uh, he, he's engulfed in that. And after hearing so many constituents, left, right, up, down, all around, that, uh, that they went to him for concerns or inquiries or, or you know, they, they wanted to see laws changed. And they would get, receive cookie cutter responses that had nothing to do with their, with their inquiries for him. It's frustrating to know that we have somebody who's supposed to represent us, the people. They're not. So uh, it, it, it hit me to say, you know what, it's time to get off the sideline, get in the game and, and use the energy, use the momentum and, and start changing it. And, um, and I know Maryland's a tough place to win congressionally yeah. for yeah. any Republican. Right. But to me, it's like, you know what, Let, let's do things a little bit differently. Let, let's have those conversations. Let's bring nuance back in conversation. A lot of times I've had those, they've gone very, very well, where even if they're, like I said, doing very well with Republicans, but Democrats, independents, a lot of the conversations I have with them it's gone extremely well. And the first thing I usually ask individuals is, well, do you trust government? And they'll say no. And so, well, why do you want them to grow bigger? I mean, we have right now Congress, their, 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 um, their favorability rating is, is declining. It's very low. It's always been lower than the president. But yet we continue to reelect the same people over and over again. And then when we see what's going on now in Congress with a lot of the bills that they're, they're pushing through, HR1, which is disastrous. You have HR5 that the Equality Act. You have a lot of these anti-Second Amendment bills that they're just pushing on through that are not only chipping away at our rights and freedoms, but it's also superseding states' rights themselves. Um, I think we're having an issue where the federal government is becoming too powerful. And we see this with every election where you have one side, you know, you have the two-party, the duopoly system where the left-right paradigm goes back and forth with each other, where one side has to fight to be in control over the other, or the other one loses and they, they start losing their rights. And, and they feel entitled to that gain power. So I think, to me, I think government should be so much more reduced than what it is right now. So it's not so consequential to who's elected. And, and as long as we preserve our individual rights and freedoms, uh, we can peacefully coexist. And I think liberty, that's the answer. And, and like I said, a lot of the conversations I have with people, it resonates with them, that it transcends. So, I think you're being real nice to Stanny Hoyer. <laughs> I just, I'll, just, I'll just call it out. I mean, a guy's making $200,000 a year, one of the richest of the richest, the richest top fraction of 1% in the world, uh, been in position and political position for the last 39 years. Talk about a bubble. Uh, this guy is part of this dirty, nasty swamp uh, of people on a dole, takers. And 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 it's it's great to see somebody like you that that is going to be a giver and not a taker. Yeah, and, and, and just kind of like what Drew said, I, I enjoyed listening to Drew because hearing him talk, I, I hear a lot of myself as well. Yeah, it's much right. more solution-based. It's like, all right, we have issues. You know, I, I get it. Like, it's, it's easy to have those quick jabs, those quick zingers. But to me, it's like, you know what? I'm going to find those solutions. Let's, let's get on the ground. Let's talk and have these conversations. Let's find some real tangible solutions um, instead of wasting time uh, with other things. Uh, and that, that's what I'm focused on. So hearing Drew is like, 
I got to connect with him because we're, we're on the yeah. same page and a lot of things are great hearing and talking, great conversation you all have with me too. You brought up HR1 and I know uh, something in that bill is for mail-in ballots. What are you telling people that want to get out and vote but are discouraged that maybe even voting for you, they're just like, how does, how does it even count if they're going to pass this? What are you telling them? What's your advice? Uh, well, well, for me, it's it's you know making sure that you're you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's, especially with voting. And it right now, like what Maryland did for the primary, they initially did the universal mail-in ballot where everything went to everybody, and that was a disaster. We we had people who didn't receive their ballots, we had people that received ballots from individuals who haven't lived in those houses. And then uh, the governor and the state they cleaned it up for the general election, where they they forced everybody to apply for an absentee ballot. And then they got it back. And then they also added additional verification online to show, hey, once you mailed in your absentee ballot, uh, you can see online if it was processed or not. Mm -hmm. So they need to make sure. I mean, again, that's a state level doing that. I think Maryland did, did a decent job cleaning up the errors from the primary, but there's still a lot of issues with that, too. And a lot of people have a lot of doubt with what happened uh, with the election uh, nationwide. Um, and we're still seeing things from federal judges uh, now coming out. And I, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Michigan and Georgia coming out talking about uh, possible fraudulent ballots that, that went through. So it's unfortunate three months after the fact that we're hearing about these things. Um, but it, that, that's the big thing is, like you said earlier, it's working at the local level, making sure that whatever laws that we see are unjust with these, with these, um, with the voter rules. Voter ID is a huge thing. There's a lot of people in the state of Maryland that I've talked to. They said we need voter ID. We need to make sure that every person, every eligible person, has that ability to vote, but that their one vote counts. Uh, so it's making sure we're working at the local level, talking to your local delegates and representatives to get those laws uh, fixed and changed at the state level. But as you said, with H.R. 1, they're putting a lot of verbiage in that bill that is going to just strip away those states' rights and, and have a blanket uh, blanket rules for all federal elections at the, at the federal level. So how can people reach out to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can reach out to me on my, my Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, Chris Palumbi um, or Chris.Palumbi on Instagram. Uh, they can reach out my website, uh, ChrisPalumbi.com. I built it, designed it myself. I'm a bit of a tech geek. So uh, so the nice thing with that, every everybody who, who uh, sends a comment or inquiry, it goes directly to me and I respond to each and every individual. So uh, like I said, it's I think it's going back to that uh, grassroots of being representative government and, and listening to people and responding to people. Um, we need We need that dire right now. Yeah, I think everybody should check out your website. I love it. I love the fact it, it really showed me how down to earth you were. I was like, wow, if I was in his district, I'd definitely vote because you were like, I own a flock of chickens. And I just thought that was so cool. I was like, you got my vote. You just seem yeah, so we just got down to now earth. Too, so the, the kids love it. And oh, it's there good you go. them responsibility. So like first thing in the morning, it's like, it's their job. They go out, they go check, the, check for eggs. But uh, yeah, it, it's great. You know what, Chris? Um, I applaud what you're doing against Denny. Um, and I really hope that you as a young conservative can get over that threshold because Maryland needs uh, new voices and Maryland needs individuals with a new vision. Stenny and the rest of um, the decrepit few uh, in Congress, they don't have visions for America anymore. They just have the idea that I want to get paid and get my family's benefits. I just, and, and get out. Um, 
I don't know. I I mean I I I'm hoping I'm hoping that I'm hoping that if you do get in there, uh, actually if you do get in there, what do you plan on telling the leadership? I mean, what type of message are you bringing to uh, the leadership uh, in a way that they that they can say, you know what, we really need to listen to this young man. Yeah, and great question. I think I think especially it's, it's not being afraid to go against the grain. And and like Drew said before, and we have a lot of great new non cookie cutter patriots that that are looking to run for office. And we're 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 not we're not your status quo. And for me personally, like a lot of things are going on. I mean, we we saw the uh, the COVID bill that they passed in December, the most recent one. And the one in December was interesting with that. How upset was everybody across the board? The Republicans and Democrats were upset because they saw that, oh, we're only getting six hundred dollars. But how much money are you sending overseas? How much of our tax paying dollars is going overseas? And we see this time and time again. And with the recent bill, how much of that money is in, in the recent package that they went is actually going back towards COVID relief uh, initiatives compared to going over to go help out San Francisco to get them out of debt or other areas. It's it's ridiculous. So it's it's being able to go up there. Get the voices heard. Tell them, hey, this is wrong. America has had enough of this, and and start going through and pushing through uh, legislation. That, for example, I, I like telling the story. Um, I work at a high school. And I was a teacher there. I taught AP Computer Science, and this is when this is going to show you how how the misuse of funds happens in DC all the time. Uh, it was when the uh, the healthcare.gov website came out, and it was it cost six million dollars. <laughs> then initially built it. It was broken. It didn't work. So I had these students that I was working with only a couple months under their belt on learning code. I said, hey, let's take a look at the code, see what we find. And these students were finding the errors in the code. And, and, and what was more frustrating is when that website was finished, they rebuilt it. It cost taxpayers. Not that's not government money. That's our money. It cost us $1.7 billion to build a website. So there's a whole bunch of things like that in D.C. that happens all the time, just throwing our money around, misusing it, misappropriating it. And we need to have, like you said, patriots out there not afraid to stand up and say, hey, this is wrong. This isn't your money. It's not play money. It's American people's money. We need to be much more fiscally responsible with it and find better ways to be more efficient with it. There we go. How can people support you and what you're trying to do going forward, Chris? Yeah, I mean, they, they can uh, visit my website um, I, in, in uh I'm the worst when it comes to like asking for funds and donations, but if they like to, they, they go ahead. They can help out. Um, again, that that that's the physically conservative it be a Maryland part of thing. Yeah, yeah, it would be a Maryland <laughs> thing because yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they want to follow me, share my content on social media, that's huge right now. Especially as you were talking about before with, with social media, with you know, especially during the COVID era, like the, the, during the primaries, really interesting because there's a lot of events that I. I we were going to have it happened to get on the ground and let people know who I am being new to the scene. And a lot of those opportunities were taken away. So we had to leverage social media the best we can try to work around the, uh, the algorithms and, and not getting shadow banned and all those fun things. But, um, but yeah, if they can share, like, follow, uh, definitely appreciate it. Reach out, tell their friends. I mean, word of mouth is the best, um, best endorsement. So appreciate it. All right, Chris, thank Thanks, you so Chris. much. We, um, we'll see you again. I know we will. So. Sounds good. And we'll, we'll connect to you. I'll, I'll drive up and we'll go out to lunch. I ain't got to do that because Ruth, Chris, <laughs> I ain't paying. 
Root. Yeah. I'll be there. Get to give me a couple hours. I'm only two hours away. I'll go too. No, no, no. See you. Sorry, you, Wayne. You fight. You're five years old, six years old, and all that. Oh, yeah. He's mad. He's mad because I was only four in 1987 when he yeah, was yeah. put off to the yeah. military. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. hurt by that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank, oh, Thank you, Chris. Wayne. Thank you, Lee. Right. Thank you, Brian. Right. Don't give me that look. <laughs> like it's my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry I was born. They led you 14 uh, years. 14 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, um, you roll your eyes until you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I was born, Grandpa. <laughs> um, I'm good. You know, no, that was a great I'm, interview. I'm, He's down to earth. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't go back and forth on Twitter. I say, I say what I, I, I say where I am, or I say what I think, and sometimes that brings out the real you. I ain't talking my job to you. I'm right, right, right. It brings out the real people, and they don't realize it. You know, I'll that's you, true. That's I, true. I, that's some profound now. stuff there. That's true. I, right. I don't. They have don't realize agenda. it. Yeah, I don't have an agenda. I really don't. My, my my parents didn't teach me to have a, an agenda when it comes to race or whatnot. I, if you don't hurt me and if you don't hurt my family, we cool. Right. Okay. Think about what I just said. If you don't hurt me, and sometimes I give people a second and third chance, which is crazy, but if you don't hurt me and you don't hurt my family, we're cool. It's just that easy. So when I see stuff on TV and what a whole lot of other people can't do in politics is be real. You can't be real. You Again, y'all can talk about black on black crime because it's happening. But don't act like that there is not other crime going around. And when that other crime going goes on, you got to call it out. It's evil. Mentally What'd you say? Me- mentally what? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a mental health issue for Me- sure. Mental health issue, whatnot. It's evil mental health. It's, it's all that, but you still got to call it out. You, somebody can't kill somebody, and then all of a sudden you get on Twitter and start talking about something else. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's 100%. That is it wrong. is wrong. You can't, I mean, you, I, there are eight, eight, uh, there are eight people killed in Atlanta. You can't, you can't um, 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 craft your comments around uh, the situation that's going on down there. You, you have to go back to Chicago killings. Uh-oh. I mean, I know six hundred were shot this year so far, but nobody's worried about that right now in the sense that. We got something going on that we really need to get a hold of when it comes to mental health. When it comes to when it comes to moral guardrails, we ain't got none left over. And this shooter down there uh, is is addiction to sex, is addiction to this, the violence and stuff. Anything. It's it's out. Of he, he was addicted to sex, and he right, wanted to control. kill them because it was controlling him. Right. And I'll it's tell you, the biggest issue. sex trafficking day is the Super Bowl. You've got a ton of rich people. You know what I'm talking about. You know the ones in Hollywood that are engaged in this type of stuff. 
and I'm telling you, sex rules the world. And it's it it trumps over money. It really does. And it's becoming a major issue well, it's because a it's, a, it's a touch of, of the finger at this point. And I'm not literally saying that. I'm saying you can get anything with your fingertip on your phone now. And this younger generation, he was a younger gentleman. And he went and shot up these these parlors. And it wasn't because they were Asian. It's because he didn't want to continue his addiction. And that's that speaks volumes of where we're heading as a country right and this is what america is given to the world thank you hollywood and the porn industry appreciate that that you're given to the world mm -hmm. uh, that's the problems <sighs> it's truth, a mess truth look tr truth will set you free man okay so real quick somebody said thank you for um lining up the guests actually She's doing a great job in putting it together. So I'm trying, trying my hardest. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh oh, somebody's trying to get in. Keep the door locked. Would you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> they're up. They're upstairs roller skating. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got a little roller rink? They know better not to do that when I'm on the show. But apparently, and they listen to the show. Oh. The, and that's the, the thing. They were just—they were just stuck. giving us. They were just giving us a little grief because we might be going to 9 p.m. slot, and they were like, "Well, I'm." And, and they're well, 9 p.m. sounds better because y'all be in bed. So yeah, thanks for stopping, guys. Appreciate. Fire in that respect and sense, and we learn from that. We're all human, but bottom line is, I own that. Well, uh, Governor, news outlets like the AP are pointing out that California and Florida have virtually identical case rates, even though California's had strict rules and Florida's essentially been wide open. Florida also has a booming economy, um, a booming real estate market, and much lower unemployment rate than California, 4.8% compared to 9%. I also have to point out that California has the lowest percentage of kids in schools and the seventh worst mortality rate. I'd much rather live in Florida than California right now. How do you explain that? Well, we have our positivity rate is three times less than Florida at the current moment. We have a lower death rate than Florida. We have a lower case rate than Florida. In this pandemic, uh, the story still needs to be told. But that said, let's be just candid about this. Florida and California are very different in every way, shape or form. In this respect, most importantly, the issue of density is profoundly significant as it relates to the disease spread, the disease burden, particularly multi-generational households and density. Just consider just L.A. alone. Its density is seven times greater than that of Miami. And so I'm not here to, to critique other states. Quite the contrary, save one, and that was Texas that notably, I think, made a terrible reckless mistake on setting down uh, the gauntlet on removing masks, not implementing strategies to enforce and be more aggressive on mask wearing. Uh, and at the same time, I think what we've done is save lives. And California is a very dense state. California was impacted by this pandemic early. Uh, and I'm very, very pleased with the work that we've done. And I say we because it's led by local health officers. It's led by science and data. It's led uh, by an iterative process where we're open argument, interested in evidence. So we're not ideological about our approach. Good. Okay. So um, President Biden has directed states. I'm not going to critique any states, but Texas, y'all suck. Yeah. What was that about? <laughs> it's two things in this I'm world sorry. that I can't stand. Intolerance for other people's culture and the Dutch. What? 
What? Yeah, what? <laughs> what are we doing? What about oxymoron? <laughs> he is an oxymoron. Isn't he? Oh, how's that recall going? <laughs> oh, he's saying that it's a bunch of Q people and Republicans, and they just found out that the majority of it is Democrats. <laughs> They're pissed. The Californians are angry. They're still in a hardcore lockdown. What whatever he says, I've got people that live there. And, and they're they're not happy. They're really angry about his handling this whole damn thing. I need verification on one thing. Is it true that his aunt is Nancy Pelosi? No, yeah. it's not. Well, it's through a marriage. Yes, through it, 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 it's it's yeah, it's they know each other. No, it's through, through a marriage though. It's, yeah, it's, it's through, through a marriage. marriage. Yeah. So yes, and but not through blood. Right. Right. See, that's just. Anybody related to Nancy, I'm sorry. I just, I can't demon, get on board. Demon seeds. Yeah. <laughs> get him out of there. He's going. It's going to go this on. Show, this show is being brought to you by CBD Lion. Yes, Lord. CD, CBD Ooh, Lion. We need some today, don't we? Man. I've got a story. Um, I, my sister, um, things going on with her and single mom, and she's really getting through some tough stuff. And I lent her one of the vape pens. And she's had it for about a week now. And I called her yesterday about it. We talked about it. She, I, she has no explanation. She's just shocked. She's like, thank you. Thank you. This wow. really, really, when I get to the edge with my two boys, yeah, she's got two boys, no girls, two boys. <laughs> and when I get to the edge and I just, it really helps to, to get me focused and calm down. So they pen. Wow. That's. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. My my go-to is the lotion. Uh, I think that's a lot of. That's probably one of their most top-selling items. I would assume. Uh, four pumps to the knee within two doses. My knee pain was gone. I've had it for about five years. I think that pain though was overcompensating for my right knee because now my right knee's acting up. So I started four pumps to the knee last night. Uh, each twenty-five milligrams of CBD. It is uh, gluten-free cruelty free uh gmo free thc free uh third-party tested so for those of you that like for products i didn't realize how many chemicals were in the other products that i was using until i pulled this puppy out and read it and can and then did a comparison to the products on the shelf oh my gosh it's like i'm putting motor oil on my leg so i was like no more of that only cbd lion and I talked to my mom yesterday about that. She was buying her lotion and she told me how much she was paying and why she won't get it. She just, she would love to have lunch, but she just can't get it. I said, well, and I showed her what we had over here with CBD line. She blew her mind. Yeah. So she's, she's switching. There's no question about switching. She's mm -hmm. switching. And for those of you who currently love the, the, uh, the, the benefits of CBD, why not switch? Code You're going to get 20% off. Right. Yeah. CBDline.com forward slash Wayne Dupree for 20% savings. Or whenever you go to check out, you can type in the code word Wayne. Thank you. And Breath, uh -oh. knee, shoulder pain, anxiety, it works for all. <laughs> there she is. There she is. <laughs> I know. I was like, but I hear her talking. I know. I know. It's because she was born in the 80s. And what happened to that? Am I there now? <laughs> we gotta go. We I, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. We again. We visit visit our three sponsors: birchgold.com forward slash Wayne, uh, mypillow.com forward slash Radio Specials. Don't forget my pillow and Mike Lindell. 
again, this this program really uh, uh, endorses the the weighted blanket, the mattress topper, the Giza sheets, and the towels. We now there's so many other products, but we definitely definitely endorse those four things and we want to hear back from you and what you think of it and don't forget cbd lion forward slash wayne dupree those are our sponsors for the show we want to thank everybody for tuning in last thoughts real quick israel green freedom band (laughs) i don't want nothing to do with that mandatory vaccines dude israel going the wrong way sorry guys Ooh, not for me Am I still frozen? No. Okay. I think I have an idea how to uncancel cancel culture, but I don't want to talk about that yet today. What? What? what you... you know what? <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. No, 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 no. <laughs> same no. bat channel, same bat time. It's too long, but I, I do have. I can. I can. I think I got a good idea. Okay. Awesome. See you tomorrow about that. All right. Oh, look! It's crazy eyes. <laughs> Street name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>